Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am Tiago Lima. And I am Tiago Malakias. And this is Things You Expat, your regular show on expat issues. Today, we're going to talk about one thing that has been on everybody's mind, COVID-19. Let's not go around this and, yeah, let's talk about this let's pandemic. Don't beat around the bush. Don't beat around the bush and talk about the pandemic. Okay, so Tiago, ex- uh, tell me about your isolation days in Belgium. How are you dealing with this situation? Well, uh, I am dealing. You're dealing? You're surviving? I am dealing, yeah. No, I, I think given the situation, everybody's living quite a unique situation by themselves. And and given my personal situation, I think I'm doing all right. I mean, I live alone. I have been alone for over a month now. And I'm I'm doing all right. Just trying to survive, get my work done, uh, trying to progress with my, my things. You know, keeping myself busy is definitely the key here. <laughs> and talking with people every day also the key. Like talking, you mean like Skype or Hangouts or whatever yeah. virtually you can do? Yeah. But you're saying uh, keeping yeah. your work in order. Like, have you been productive? Can you be productive under these circumstances? Or like, how is it going with that? Well, in my case, since I don't have a lot more work anymore, I just have uh, to to write and to publish my my research articles so that is a i i don't want to say it's a tedious job but it, because writing can be tedious in some situations so it, it depends mostly on my mood and how it's going so i can be very productive in some days and other days not very productive uh, but if i had something more structured i would be able to be more productive i think uh, yeah yeah i understand and you, you can probably relate to that because you you program on a daily basis for yeah, your work exactly the same so, I'm, i'm actually like f- finishing up my my contract here in northern ireland and uh, the last steps is basically to publish whatever has been done and my days are basically writing and, and adapting the code to to output the last results so but yeah so what i meant to say with this is that you in the end you you probably spend up a lot of time finishing up your code or finishing up your analysis which leads easily leads to over uh, working or to working more or being more efficient sometimes yeah but it's a bit sparse so one day can be like that and another one can be like less productive so it's it's really like i cannot say that i've been more or less productive than if i would be at work but uh, yeah i think i can i can say the same i think i would be slightly more productive at work because the social interactions with my colleagues do help my mood a little bit because i feel happier because i have people around me i work more productively does that make sense yeah interesting but like do you think like okay we are in, under exceptional circumstances and it's like quite yeah. a, a coincidence that we are both uh, doing the same but like overall what do you think that's happening in the world like people are being more or less productive like this homeworking th- situation do you, uh, what's your take on that i think it 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 varies as i said between what you have to do so from profession to profession if you can work 
uh, with just a computer, you you are probably as productive or you have the possibility to be as productive or more productive than before. Uh, especially because you are not going outside and you're not interacting with people so much. Um, and if you don't have distractions at home, you can probably work more. Uh, but if if imagine you have kids at home, probably yeah. you cannot work more because you're at home all the time and there's more interactions going on. Uh, I don't have this, but you know that's probably one uh, one of the bottlenecks in, in productivity for some people. Yeah, I, I think I think you're quite right. Like the other day, I was reading about this parents slash worker situation, and you have to add a third component, which is teachers. So basically, people that have kids that are in school nowadays, basically, they are trying to work, be a parent at the same time, and, and teaching. So it's like the three things combined. I think that must be an insane amount of of work and uh, insane effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this definitely has to have an impact in your productivity at work as well. Uh, if you can't work from home, but 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 then outside of this, look at people who don't have work in a computer. Yeah, yeah, you're quite right. Can you be productive having at home? No. Yeah, but but this working with a computer situation, I think it was a eye opener that actually most uh, a lot of people, I think they are being more productive. They have more work from home because they have less social interaction, less distractions. So actually, they are being more productive, and I think this will change a bit like what people consider working from home and i think it will be actually quite valuable to be able to work from home in the future and and if you are so and if you can work from home like from a computer as you said imagine the possibilities as an expect to be able to work from home and for us home means like from our own country yeah like you, you would just yeah go for it yeah J just before uh, diving into that thought, I was just wondering, yeah. um, what if the, the increase in productivity that you're talking about, uh, that people seem to be as productive or more productive by working at home, uh, which has a lot of potential, as you're saying, for, for the future of employability everywhere. Huh? Yeah. But what if this, this number we are seeing is not real? It's just a, a short term effect and not a long term effect. Do you think in the long term people would maintain the level of productivity by working from home or is it just a short-term effect that okay now we have to be during this month and a half or, or or how long it is working here so we do the best we can because we know that then things will be normal that's quite an interesting question i really don't know like i think you have a lot of advantages on on being able to work from home i wouldn't say this is sustainable in, in a few years like i don't think you can just work from home like for months in a row but you can have that option so i think if you are close at home if you are obliged to stay at home i don't think people will stay will will keep the the productivity levels this high but I think in the long term, like if you have the possibility of doing like, for example, three days from home or two days physically at work, like I think this, this actually would help a lot of people. And I think this would be quite good. So delving then into that part, I think, uh, that flexibility is then the key. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to have both the good parts of both worlds working at work and working from home. Uh, and, and they being able to choose within some restrictions, of course, when you do which will ultimately increase your productivity. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, maybe, and this is like a food for thought, like, would you think that people would, 
would lose the social interaction with coworkers, like because you would spend like half of your time working from home. In the case that the special case that you can do it for long periods of time, like would you think like you would lose that that social interaction with your coworkers? Well, I guess that then becomes a more personal question. Yeah, mostly because it it will depend on on how you are interacting with other people. Maybe you are a more introvert person and you don't relate so much, so you will work more from home and you're comfortable and you're happy and then you don't create so many relationships with your colleagues. But if you do or like to work with them, then you go more often to work and because you're extrovert, uh, then then maybe you will create more meaningful relationships. How this will affect your your working environment is probably a, a key a key parameter in this whole problem yeah. as well but i'm not uh, i don't really see a solution for what i just proposed yeah i know it like, came to me yeah it's just like we we're just discussing like the hypothesis of these yeah. continuing for long and the fact that we are actually able to work from home at least with the data that we have so far mm-hmm. that people are being productive and etc so it's just mm-hmm. an idea that as well, experts, from, it's, it's yeah. just quite interesting to think like in the, in 10 years, people will be able to actually subscribe for a university, for example, in Belgium and do, and being Portuguese and being able to do the PhD for Belgium, but from Portugal. So, you know, these considerations of where do you work and for who do you work would be less revel- relevant in the future. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this applies to the case that people can work from home and can work from a different location than their employer. So, yeah, but I agree that this this will definitely open a lot of opportunities and a lot of new routes for both education and working uh, capability for sure. Uh, but going a little bit bit into the inside direction, into the personal direction, I don't know how this will actually contribute for people's well-being yeah yeah i know like obviously we are we are looking only at the advantages or, or not f- uh, from uh, of working from home but obviously we have to account for this the situation that we are now which is under lockdown under isolation so you don't have any chance of visiting other people so that actually it's detrimental for your mental health so uh, it's very detrimental. So I as think someone that has been living alone for a month and a half, I can say that that is taking a toll. And I, I'm I'm a positive person. I try to keep it light and happy and whatever. But uh, I start to feel the need to see people and be with people. But yeah, I gotta be safe for it. Yeah, and, and those yeah, small social things, responsibility, and those small things like uh, socializing, like you decide to go for a dinner out with some friends. It's quite strange that the first few weeks you don't think about it, but then after a month and a half or whatever, you, you just start thinking of the small things. Oh, it would be so good to just go, like imagine for a McDonald's just to eat a burger with a friend, <laughs> and it's and it's quite yeah, strange. Just going, just going for Belgian fries for lunch <laughs> with my colleagues. <laughs> It's just like, a, or, or better yet, just a coffee break in the middle of the morning the by the coffee break. machine. Yeah. That would be amazing. And it's the small things, those in, small intrusive thoughts that just come like, oh, imagine this, that you could do this now. It's just so crazy. So I think long term, obviously, this whole isolation and lockdown would, it's quite harsh. But, um, but yeah, we have to keep positive. But 
uh, like now that we have been talking about these intrusive thoughts, the, the funny thing about it, um, yeah. we have been talking about work and these situations, but uh, extra work, like what have you been doing during your lockdown? Like how do you keep distracted besides work? Like how have you been keeping active? Like you took on you, like, I don't know, new activities or new hobbies. Me? Yeah. I think I just developed everything I've been doing. So I, I started a few online courses. I did a, an online course on, on data science and now I'm doing machine learning, which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm playing a lot of guitar lately and bass just a lot. Uh, I've been watching many series. This is all on the personal side. Yeah. Uh, besides my work. It's quite interesting. Uh, I think we all, all of us will come back to the same type of things, like enhance our hobbies or improve our hobbies, like uh, do online courses. And our skills too. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm learning about new things because I'm interested in, in skills that will probably be valuable for my, my career. Yeah. Obviously uh, taking this time to improve. And, your... and I'm doing it out of interest, not because I have to. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So uh, because we have time and I, I like to feel useful, I try to do this. Yeah. No, but that's quite I interesting. Think lots of other people are following similar. Yeah, that that was my point. Like I'm doing the same things, and I think most people are just doing new activities and and to keep distracted. Like besides these new courses or whatever, like games. Like a lot of people are going back to puzzles, to board games with family mm. if they are isolated with yeah. the family. Online quizzes. Like I think most <laughs> world population is yeah. going through the same ideas at the same time and no, just that's doing true. the same thing. The other day. Uh, the other day I, I did a shark quiz with uh, the people I, I was with in South Africa. So they did, they did a shark quiz night for everyone and I just participated. It was super fun. Well, we have we to just answering questions over Zoom. It was, it was really cool. We have to do an episode about that shark situation. Like you, you went to South yeah, Africa for, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it. But yeah, and like it's becoming so crazy that here where I'm isolating, like we are tired of doing quizzes. <laughs> Like <laughs> we have been doing like two, okay, two a week, a and like this week we are going to try to to do like to stop it like for a week to breathe out and just come back to it next week. It's insane. No, I agree, yeah. and I I mean, you also has your saying you end up playing more with your friends. So I've been playing online board games oh, with my cool. friends. That's cool, and that's fun. I mean, just trying some games that we usually would play uh personally in person and now we're just playing online and and because it's online we can include some of our friends which are very far away and are not cannot be there anymore so it's, it's been actually interesting yeah that's great um, but, but it's it's crazy because uh if you go on amazon like a lot of board games are sold out so it means that really everybody's going back to the roots wow. like board games with <laughs> for interaction like it's it's incredible <laughs> That's, that's quite interesting. To be honest, I haven't bought anything online since this thing started, which is quite, uh, uh, it's quite so I, I didn't know they were sold out. That's nah. just a comment. I have been there. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not very surprised. Now nah, I have done a couple of, of online rants. <laughs> like when uh, no, I lie. <laughs> I lie. Yesterday I bought coffee online. Okay. That okay. was the first thing I bought because I ran out of coffee. Oh, my good coffee beans. So. You have to keep the standards. I, I, you have to keep the standards. <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep the standards. It, it keeps me going every day. Motivation doesn't come only from inside; it comes from coffee too. <laughs> <laughs> Motivate, yeah. Work fuel as well. <laughs> yeah, work fuel exactly. Um, so what I was going to say is that there there was a thought that passed my mind before, uh, which was 
because we have to adapt to this situation and we are developing new ways of interacting with each other, um, I think we're also getting closer together. I have a feeling that I am connecting a lot more with people that I sometimes talk, sometimes not. But I talk more and I connect more with people nowadays. And I'm pretty sure this is going all around. People are more connected while they're away. What do you think? Yeah, I think because we are all under the same situations, we are all passing through the same. I think it brought a bit of human, uh, like humans came together under the same problem. Like uh, it's, I think it's probably the first time in, in humankind existence. It's it's actually, this is happening. We had wars, world wars, but we had sides on those wars. And here we have only one side is basically, we want to get rid of this virus. All of us, like nobody is enjoying this situation. So I think because we are all passing through the same, like everybody can relate because yeah, we are even like the, the things that you can do at home, like worldwide, they are quite the same. So people can relate with each other. Like we are all, we, we were in basically, this was an eye opener for everybody. Like we are all the same. Basically, we all suffer from the same diseases. Like if we are under the same circumstances, we are all doing similar things, meaning like yeah. working, taking care of our kids, watching television programs, doing online courses or not, puzzles, quizzes, like board games, mm-hmm. online games, whatever. Like it's everybody doing more or less the same things. And this is quite incredible. This is a really a huge so- so- social experiment. And believe yeah, it's me, really like, teaching us what is important. Science, a big part of science and publications will go around the COVID being its psychological effects of COVID, like yeah. economical effects of COVID, biological effects of COVID, everything, every single journal will have something about this time. And it's just mm-hmm. incredible. Like we, it's basically a, a problem of a generation. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think this is such a unique time. And when it all started, I was a little bit scared, like everyone else, of course. But I was also quite excited because this is something that has never happened and we are living through it. Yeah. And we are learning and we are adapting and we are growing with it as a species. And that's, that's incredible. But it's quite surreal because like, although I'm living through it, like my daily life is just like, it's basically, I'm, I'm just on a extended weekend at home. Like then I have to do a <laughs> bit of work. I can really not go out. I, I'm just watching Netflix. I'm playing board games and playing online games. It's just like, it's quite strange that I, I don't, if, if I don't want to, I don't need to, to know about the dimension of the problem. If you know what I mean, if I don't go online, if I don't open journals, you if lose I yourself and you forget about it. Yeah. yeah. That it just happens that, to me some days. Yeah. It's just like, what, what is happening? Like, I'm just at home. Like, it's still, I'm just at home. That's how I'm solving it's, a problem, staying at home. It's a strange way, right? It, it, it is really a strange way. But it will, it will be, the, the outcome of this will be, will be interesting. Okay. I'm not really saying that it will be interesting to go to an economical recession or like people that are suffering yeah, through no, the disease. We'll definitely have a lot of challenges. But, but yeah. And the other day, like, it's a really bad fact about this is that this is so crazy that we are just at home and we are isolated from the problem itself that like the other day I was just reading that this COVID has killed more Americans than the Vietnam war, which is insane. Like, yeah, it's just, I, I saw that yesterday. Like I'm, I'm just staying in my couch trying to, 
compelled to the rules. And then, and, uh, like, you read in the journal, yeah, COVID killed more people than Vietnam War. What? It's just, like, it's yeah. surreal. Yeah, but, but, but if you just look at disease numbers in general, just the normal flu already every year kills so many more people. And, and it's, these numbers just fly by yeah. on our daily lives before this epidemic, and we never really paid too much attention. When, when there was some kind of pandemic somewhere, we would pay attention to some numbers, but what did that mean? And now we are actually looking at, at, at this, look, looking at the Spanish flu 100 years ago and how it had three, three, uh, three outbursts and it was bad. And, you know, now we care about these things, but before. Yeah, but I think the numbers didn't mean much. We care about these things because it, it knocked on our door, which the other pandemics that we have lived through our lifetime, like yeah. SARS and the peak, the swine yeah. flu, and they didn't really hit Europe as Bird this. Flu. But like, I, I think it's just in, in the fact that the flu kills more people, like, yeah, an overall number that's true and you know, but percentage wise, we, it's not true. But I mean, like the number of infected and number of deaths is much higher in, yeah. in COVID. But yeah, th just these things that if you if you compel by the rules, if you just do your thing, which is stay at home, like it's just so insane that things are happening in the outside, and then the, your only thing is just I don't I cannot go out of the house, and then you think everything is is okay because I'm here, I'm I'm, I'm safe, I'm protected, and then you open a a, a, a a, a journal or you you turn on the tv and it's like number of deaths just it's increasing it's just like sh reality check this shit is real yeah it is impressive scary but daunting i think daunting is good but but i think another outcome of this and i i'm speaking here from a from a biomedical engineer point of view is that i think a lot of investment after this will come to the actually what is important, which is the bio, oh, sorry for this. So the, it will go to health, the, to the health sector. We were not prepared for this. And unless some big investment is made in the health sector, like we won't be prepared for a second or a third one that will come because they will come. Like we are so global nowadays that any disease in every part of the world will affect all of us. That's another thing quite interesting to discuss. But I think the shift of investment will be to bioscience and to the health sector. And that's quite impressive. Like I think the fact that we have been impressed by major developments in space and automotive industry and everything, but I think we are still quite behind what we can do with the same type of investment in the health sector. And I think after this, ah, okay. uh, you know, like that's, I see your point now. Yeah. So you're, you're basically saying that we have been investing so much into advancing our technology, uh, that to, to go to space or to yeah. further uh, advance our culture. But we didn't pay so much attention to the health sector. Like we, we, we tried and a lot of investment has been made. Like I'm not an, a hypocrite. Like a lot of technology has been developed for the health sector. Yeah. But if we saw, for example, that example that McLaren, like the, uh, the, the car brand developed the ventilators in two weeks, it just shows the potential. Yeah, that is impressive, like, isn't it? It just shows the potential that if we apply what we know already to what we actually really need, like, health the health sector would advance so fast like it's just
But do you think we will actually devote our technology and our means that we have nowadays to explore unknown medical issues or I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that we need to to fully dedicate the, the funds to I, I think I think we are good at tackling the problem when the problem is knocking on our door but this in this case which was, is exactly the case but the, in this case was too late you had you have an immense amount of debt yes. so what I mean is that I don't think uh, um, you will redirect fund but I think you will create more funds for this. As an example, I'll give you an example. Portugal, like we know that we don't pay a lot for researchers or anything, but during this crisis, they hired 29 new PhDs to research the COVID. Like 29 PhDs opened. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know the number of PhDs per year in Portugal, but it should be around 3,000. Like this is an insane mm-hmm. amount of percentage just for this problem. So I think if you can do this during during uh, during a, a huge problem like this, 100%. like you can space out and actually think about this situation during a bigger period of time, and so you can model this yeah. and prepare for prepare. That's it. At like, least have an idea of how to better proceed yeah. when and if something like this happens again. So what we can do is just be better prepared for next time, not prevent next yeah time. indeed you cannot prevent but you can be better prepared well actually you can prevent like south korea like the asia the most developed asian countries like japan and south korea they, they basically prevented the situation there was no big outbreak there in south korea there was but it was an exceptional case but japan didn't have a well, big I think, outbreak i think that's yeah we, we can see numbers and we can look at models and, and we can yeah. speculate about how good it is, but I think it's still a bit too early. To yeah, such an assumption. But what I mean is that, like, maybe from now on, like, I think we will, be, people will tend to invest more and look more at what is fundamental to the humankind. You know, like, and that's basically to to care. I would like that to be true. Yeah. Uh, I, I think at some point it will be like. Uh, I'm not saying that we need to disregard the rest, not not that, but we saw that there is money available for these things. And yeah. so, and as Bill Gates said in that video that became viral like in 2015, like f- five years ago, that we, that a lot of countries invest trillions of dollars or euros or pounds in, in the military actions. Why don't we use part of that money into health? Because like our enemies nowadays are not other countries or other nationalities. That's the old fashioned way to look <laughs> at things. Our enemies are virus, bacteria, like. <laughs> So, I think we can be friends with those. Yeah. (laughs) But you see, like, like a lot of money is just misdirected these days. And I'm, and obviously, if these shows. There's always better ways of doing funding. But I think, uh, uh, just to conclude this this bit, it's just like, I think. In the coming years, uh, I think a, a lot of new funds will be created for for virus and and bacterial uh, research. I hope we become more sensitive and sensible to this these issues, and that we develop our projects with more solid understanding of problems that can arise. Yeah. And on that note, maybe we make a small break. Yeah, that's good. Did you know Belgium is a multicultural and multilingual to its core? And you will even notice this in all kinds of details in every single day. I'm not even talking about the tens of different nationalities living together, 
This is about Belgium and Belgians. Here's my favorite example. Belgium is a great country to get confused and lost while driving around. Just because the same city will have different names in Flemish, Walloon or even German speaking parts of the country. Don't look for Liège road signs if you are on a highway in Antwerp because the sign will say Leuk. And when you finally manage to get to Liège, if you just want to go back to Antwerp, you have to look for signs that say Anvers instead. So Tiago, what are your thoughts on toilet paper? Uh, from these past few months, I understood that's a basic necessity. People didn't hear about what is a B-Day, so they were depending on toilet paper. And what I have to say is that for the next, next pandemic, people should buy B-Days for their houses and everybody would be fine without the toilet paper. Ah, B-Day. I was not getting what you meant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You so just for those people who don't know what the bidet is, I don't know if that's that that's probably a French word. Bidet. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but uh, mostly used in Japan and Italian Italy. Ah, uh, okay. It's basically a small basin next to your toilet where you could you know wash your butt. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is that. Italians, they, they, when they go abroad and I have a lot of Italian friends that told me it, they, they think it's insane that most houses and universities and schools don't have a BA next to the, to the toilet. So they think it's just disgusting that you just go for a dump and you cannot wash yourself afterwards. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's just like, because they, they do it in schools and at home. Like, I it's didn't just know they a, did that, like on a personal basis there. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah, a personal, yeah. No, on, on a regular basis. It's insane. And actually, a lot of my friends are adapting their, their sinks to have a, a small hose that goes to the toilet. Really? Insane. So, but uh, now, uh, uh, unfortunate coincidence that Italy has B-Days and they didn't have the toilet paper shortage, but they were mostly hit by the virus. So, like. Hmm. So, is it effective to have a B-Day or not? That's the question. I, I, th I think the question should be, S hygiene is not related to COVID. Like, that's just, like, B-days and toilets won't save you from having the virus or not. That's that's my take on this. <laughs> no. But I do find it super curious that people just rush to the supermarket yeah. to buy toilet paper. It, it, it started as an internet thing, but, like, why did it disseminate? Like, why? why like, why? Like, it did not start as an internet thing. I, no, it started as a supermarket thing. You would go there, there was nothing, and then the jokes came. I, that's how it happened to me. I saw it first in the supermarket, everybody hoarding toilet paper, and then the jokes came. But at the same time, like baby wipes were still available. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I'm a, a a big fan of baby wipes. I have to say, like, I'm like, if you don't have a ba, like a baby wipe is a good solution. I think it is, but it's not very sustainable. You have brands that are recyclable, like in the sense that you can put them to, like, it's mostly like uh, wet paper that it's like, uh, it's bio-friendly. they biodegradable? Yeah, biodegradable. So you can use those types of, of baby wipes. Uh, and I, I think people should because it's a different sensation after you go to the toilet. That's a personal opinion. And a free... Maliki's <laughs> advice. A free advice for you all. 
No, but I, I uh, but I think like uh, this this COVID has brought like a, a couple of funny things. For example, this toilet paper was the funny the the, the first funny thing. But then I find it quite funny, and I read it. I tried to look for why did this happen? Why did people hoard toilet paper there? Because the virus is is a respiratory syndrome. Yeah. So yeah. why toilet paper? It's not like you're just gonna crap yourself yeah, right yeah, yeah. And, and then people so why toilet paper <laughs> and the funny thing is that people in the hoarder as much food as toilet paper so like they were eating toilet paper yeah. and cleaning themselves like because they were not eating more and shitting more like or <laughs> but one thing that i i thought was is like people usually probably take a shit at the office where they work and in isolation That's they would true. have to take a shit i do at use home. more toilet paper so <laughs> they would just think oh i go to the toilet at work like five times a day but they don't go to the toilet to shit they go to the toilet to stop working <laughs> so at home <laughs> <laughs> they just thought oh, i need more toilet paper to have excuses to do less work so that that's my take on it i, I just think people go to the toilet too much too often at work <laughs> <laughs> I like that option. It's to, to evade work. Yeah, yeah. Even at home, yeah. you evade work. Yeah, by going yeah, to yeah. The and people okay. just made the, the ratio. So <laughs> I, I go to the toilet five times at work. I usually use a roll per week. So I need the same amount at home. <laughs> I think that was the reason. All right. Quite, quite interesting. <laughs> Another interesting. Well, yeah. Tell me. What I was looking at was that there's actually a subconscious psychological way or reason why we humans do it. Mostly because toilet paper is cheap and it comes in big packets. And something in our brains is wired to, it's cheap and big, take it. But I don't still see why. Yeah. Well, I just... That was the, the only explanation I saw and it wasn't good enough. Yeah, I don't think that's it. I just think that people saw other But it has to be something it. primal that comes from our subconscious mind because why would everybody do it no i think it, I, I think what you said that you saw first on the supermarket and then you saw it on the internet now i i actually read it on the internet first that people are going on toilet uh toilet paper rants so i think it just propagated quite fast so it just people saw other people doing and just thought it was important to have it and just did it more and more and more so i think it was just a snowball yeah, so it's a collective effect yeah. yes but why toilet paper wouldn't it be more more obvious, like, you know, tissues? <laughs> so clean your nose? I don't know, man. But I think there were other interesting things like on this COVID, like uh, yeah. the amount of yeah. athletes that we'll have for the next Olympics. Like people are oh, running yeah, like definitely gonna have, It's going to be tough next Olympics. So it's going to be next year, right? I think Japan postponed it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, or for maybe for next year, the, all the class, like the, the qualifying is already done, but like for 2025 or 2024, depends on they will do the next, where they will do the next ones. Like we'll have a lot of runners, mate. People are running as crazy. <laughs> I think everybody's going out for a run lately. A few weeks ago, I would go to the park. Uh, the Park Royal here in Brussels, central in front of the, the palace. And, uh, it's, it's not a big park, but if you would go there on a sunny afternoon, because it has been incredibly sunny this last month, um, you would have tons of people running in, in two, two, two lanes, everybody separated by 20 meters, uh, distance more or less, all synchronized. It was, it was like watching a show. 
but but the funny fact is that these runners didn't appear like at the end of month one of COVID. They appear like at the end of day one of COVID. So people just <laughs> were scared from day one of being isolated at home. So they just like, I need a new outside activity. Let's run. Like, because we have the summer runners. Like you start running when the sun is out, you stop running when there is no sun. Fine. I understand. Yeah, I think that that's also, at least here, I think that was also one of the reasons because it has been very sunny throughout the whole April. And, and that probably prompted more people to go out for a run as well. So the summer runner effect plus confinement really brought them out. Damn. Well, let's just hope we'll see these runners in the Olympics. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But it was a funny effect. Actually, actually, people became more active or if because they have more time. So that's actually a good thing to see. Like people, yeah, people are finding new ways to become or to stay active and to stay healthy. And I think that's really important. In my case, it's just because I eat more at home. So I, I, I started running just to, to burn that, <laughs> to yeah, burn that extra, yeah, extra intake that, I, <laughs> that I'm just at home the whole day. So I, I just eat more and that's just expected. Well, I've taken a different approach because I live alone. I don't have to. Uh, I cook for myself, so I have to be self-sufficient. So I just eat less and I still work out every day. It's good. So it, on average, it's probably the same. Yeah, yeah. You work more because you eat more, I eat less, so I, I still work out the same. So it's okay. Because normally you have the tendency to eat more, but I don't feel that. Yeah. But yeah. But I, I guess on that note, yeah. that there will also be... Quite a lot of people that will probably get out of this quarantine fatter. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think, I think again, it's just going to bring out the extremes. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people are healthier and more fit, and a lot of people are not. I think more fit would be a bad definition because I think not a lot of people yeah. get more fit, but they will get thinner. But the the fit situation, actually, I've been reading a lot about it, is that mm -hmm. if you, most people, like 90% of active people don't have the same condition at home to train, especially if you're talking about lifting weights. Uh, yeah. and you, you definitely, most people will become weaker under these circumstances. They will lose mass. Okay. Yeah, so I lose. understand what you mean. You don't get fitter, but yeah. you stay. Yeah. Or you lose fat. Healthy. You can lose fat because you eat, you eat less or you run more, whatever. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's I think, definitely. I think that's what's happening with me. Yeah. I'm losing fat. I, I've lost like two kilos since this started. Well, a lot of people will envy you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should edit that out of the... <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Keep it. But yeah. But you said to me the other day that you, you also saw a, f a phenomenon there in, in Belgium. <laughs> that people... I saw... Like you, you noticed you noticed that people are, are baking more. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I got to tell this. Uh, so I've been wanting to do pizza at home. And... You need to make dough to make a pizza, right? So on the first days of COVID, I already had some some flour. So I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm just going to make some. And then I ran out of it. And I went to the supermarket in the early days of COVID. And there was no flour or or ease, ease. There was nothing. And I was like, okay, next time I go to the supermarket, I check. And I didn't find it again. And every time I go to the supermarket nowadays, since the beginning of March, I've been looking for flour or yeast, not because I want to do pizza anymore, I don't. I, I just quit that idea already. But just to know if there is, and I still didn't find any flour or yeast, I think we're going to have like 
the best bakers in the world now, man. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody's going to be like a master chef for, for cakes and for, for, for bread, bread, master bread makers. Yeah, I think master bread makers. Yeah. It would be athletes, master bread makers, quiz masters, because a lot of people are doing quizzes, as we said. I think yeah. like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe there will be some positive points about this COVID in after all. Yeah, I think I'm going to throw in uh, an idea for TV broadcasters. Make a MasterChef baking only edition. You'll have a lot of people participate. <laughs> well, I think that's us for today. Quite a long episode. Yeah, I think this was well-baked episode. Well-baked. Well, let's see for how long we'll stay under this COVID. If another episode about this will come or not. We'll see. Yeah, I think maybe in the future there will be a... a an introspective about th these times maybe yeah we'll think about think back what we said now and then what happened might be interesting to revisit this idea uh when things have gone back to normal yeah all right mate follow cheers and see you cheers enjoy, enjoy. don't forget to subscribe guys yeah bye-bye for listening to things you expat and see you in the next episode don't forget to leave us a rating in apple Podcasts, stitcher google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows